0: Today's episode is brought to you by Slater's 50-50 and The Brew Bar.
1: Shant and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language.
0: Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Vertical Limit edition woo Woo! My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dairy Awards. With me is my partner in crime, the novice moviegoer.
1: Chew! Hi! Say hi, Chew. Hi guys. <laughs> chew here. How are <laughs> you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. So
0: well, alright, hang on. Let's I was say I was gonna say let's jump right into it, but let's get some background on this movie first. Vertical limit. Came out in the year 2000. In the year 2000. What was uh, Conan O'Brien's thing?
1: I don't know. I barely even watched Conan. Oh. Sorry. Geez. You can add... Oh, you know, we are making a list of grievance. grievances towards me, so we can <laughs> add that to the, grievance. the list.
0: Grievance. <laughs> <laughs> I have a grievance. Uh, so the thing about this movie being released in the year 2000 is to me it signifies a big shift from movies in the 80s especially. In the 90s you start seeing it, but in the 2000s you have these middling middle-of-the-road movies that are trying not to offend anybody and therefore they have some good stuff that you're going to enjoy, but for the most part there's lots of stupid shit. I don't know. What do you
1: think? Uh, I would say, yeah, emphasis on yeah middle of the road and stupid. Like it was just like everyone just kind of gave up a little bit and they just showed up to work and only put in a, a mediocre amount of quality stuff. Like, well, and
0: that's the that's what? the weird thing to me. This movie's directed by Martin Campbell, who I know you don't know, but <laughs> but but this is a capable person. he he's he's directed movies that you like. He's directed two James Bond movies two of the best ones GoldenEye with Pierce Brosnan and Casino Royale you know these are good movies he's directed you know The Foreigner you don't know that movie do you (laughs) it's a recent Jackie Chan movie sort of a revenge movie and it's good but he also directed the Zorro movies he directed the Green Lantern movie oh yeah
1: so not his best
0: not good right but he's a capable director, right? And I don't know. This movie had a budget of seventy-five million dollars. It made didn't quite make its money back in the USA. It made like sixty-nine point two million, but worldwide it made two hundred and fifteen million. Eh. So all told, it's a hit.
1: Yeah, they made a profit. Yeah, I. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm getting the sense you did not like this movie. I didn't hate
1: it; it wasn't the worst movie. How long we've watched? How long? How,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've watched three movies. So this is the Of the, the three, this isn't the worst. <laughs> this okay, is number two. Right? Yeah. This is number two. Well, and that's that makes perfect sense, yeah. right? It's in yeah. the middle. Exactly. It's not trying to do anything great. It's just trying to not offend too much.
1: It was forgettable.
0: Exactly. Okay.
1: It was really forgettable.
0: Well, let's start let's start with this. A. This movie was nominated for two How Dare You awards. It was nominated for most formulaic, which makes complete and total sense, right? Yeah. What's formulaic about it to you? I'm gonna put you on the spot.
1: Ooh, boom. Well, we might have to re-record this because I don't know. (laughs) Just agreeing with you. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna believe you, Chance. (laughs) (sighs) But I mean,
0: you know, it's this idea of one group's in trouble, another group has to save it. You know, this time it's just while they're climbing mountains. It didn't win. I'll give it that. It didn't win most formulaic movie. That was Autumn in New York. You know, the sort of movie where an old jerk learns to be a better man through the help of a younger woman who's half his age.
1: Yeah, I feel like, okay in that sense, you know, one group having to go save the other. Haven't we done that a million times before? Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's what I'm saying. So that's that's this movie, right? Now, let me ask you this. It also was nominated for Title That Best Fits a Porno Movie (laughs) Vertical Limit.
1: I appreciate that one.
0: That's funny. That was good. Here were the other nominees Drowning Mona. (laughs) Gone in 60 Seconds. (laughs) Pitch Black. Snatch.
1: Obviously.
0: And Vertical Limit. (laughs) I like Vertical Limit because I think of a mountain climber climbing a vagina.
1: (laughs) A really, (laughs) either a really tiny mountain climber or... Right. Yeah. really huge vagina. Or a
0: huge (laughs) vagina. (laughs) But the movie that won was Snatch. Everybody goes for the lowbrow comedy when they vote.
1: I mean, it's fair. Let's go for the low-hanging fruit. No pun intended.
0: I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was intended.
1: A little bit. Halfway through, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go for it.
0: All right, so (laughs) that's where we're starting from. That's why this movie is a how dare you movie. It's formulaic, completely and totally. It fits right into the mold of these 2,000 movies where they want there to be heroes but they're trying to give you something where the heroes are flawed or something terrible happened to them. But the manner in which it happens, I'll, I'll say this for this movie. In moments that were really, really supposed to be powerful or poignant, I laughed out loud at least six times <laughs> <laughs> during, during this movie.
1: I, uh, yeah, I laughed. Yeah, there were some, like, outrageous, ridiculous... Moments.
0: Including the death of the father. Yeah. Which marks the beginning of this movie. Yeah.
1: Even Ethan laughed out loud on that one. Yeah.
0: His... Oh, fantastic. (laughs) I love little Chew. His death made me laugh out loud. Just because it was a poorly conceived shot. So when we start this movie, we have this magical family of mountain climbers <laughs> who are brilliant and fantastic at their work and we know this because a they can play a very strange game called I'm going to sing a song and you have to tell me if it's a real song or not
1: oh god that was so cringy
0: that's that was pretty painful I don't right uh, yeah
1: fun fact about me I don't like singing in movies if it's not a musical if it's not a musical don't don't do it don't do it. If he ain't good, just do something else.
0: So that was a grievance. Oh God, yeah. Did we add? So how long was your list of grievances, by the way?
1: Um, I have got fourteen grievances and four honorable mentions. Oh, and two of those four had nothing to do with the plot.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, I'm well over thirty grievances.
1: Wow. Sorry. And I had
0: like. Two honorable mentions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to get into this.
0: <laughs> and yet, I think this movie's kind of enjoyable because it's so stupid. Yeah. But this so this beginning scene marks exactly how dumb this movie can be. Because you have shots that, first of all, we have you know, a huge scoping shot of, you know, the Vista. We're in Utah, it it appears. And
1: it appears. We know that it appears. appears.
0: But they want us to know the majesty of the outdoors, mostly by showing us the world's worst CGI eagle or hawk.
1: That was the first thing I put.
0: Right. Terrible. Hated it. I mean, it just looks bad. Then we find the masterful mountain climbers who are so good at their job that they can joke with their dad about safety. <laughs> He's telling them to put another wench in the rocks. and They're like, I'm fine with two. Hey, two's good, but three's better. He's just joking with you, dad. I've got three. I mean, it's nonsense, isn't it?
1: I couldn't have been less interested in that dialogue. You could have talked about anything else and you would have grabbed me more, but I just didn't care. What do you... Yeah.
0: Heard. And then, which happened, you know, then they're beset by tragedy. And this movie is nothing but people being beset by tragedy. (laughs) Nothing goes right for anybody in this movie ever. You
1: start to wonder, why are you even surprised when this happens?
0: Right. I mean, anything that can go wrong will fucking go wrong in this movie. (laughs) And the first thing that happens is there are climbers above the family. We've got brother, Peter Garrett, sister, Annie Garrett, and their father, Royce Garrett, as played by Chris O'Donnell, Robin Tooney, and Stuart Wilson. And then they have people above them climbing who they don't know. And by the way, the shots that Martin Campbell gives us makes it appear as though they're climbing 35,000 feet (laughs) above the ground.
1: Yeah. Like an unrealistic height.
0: Right. And then the climbers above them start falling not through faulty equipment or anything like that. We get this great line from Chris O'Donnell who says, Oh no, we got amateurs. (laughs) 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 And I'm just saying that if you're 35,000 feet up on the face of a cliff, you better not be a fucking amateur. (laughs) But amateurs is what they got. They fall down, their ropes tangle with, The family's ropes and everybody's hanging off the side of a cliff. Robin Tooney cannot get her little wench. She can't reach it. The guys, the nameless guys who just die, who are at one point like stuck to them, stuck to the family. They struggle so much that they just end up releasing themselves and killing themselves. That's kind of delightful.
1: You know, it. It was an interesting way to start a movie. I wasn't upset about it in that way. I'm like, great. We got people dying. Let's
0: go. Right. And that's the thing about this movie is in terms of the script, there's the choices are okay. Like the scripts, okay. like it could be good, but they always choose to do something that makes it bad. (laughs) You know? And so for instance, in this scene, once the guys die, it's just the family hanging there. She can't she can't get her clip into the rocks. Her father starts saying, It's not gonna hold us, you have to cut us loose. Now, first of all, he's the father is introduced as the best climber of all of them, the smartest guy, the most you know yeah. the guy who's always and best prepared. But he doesn't have a knife.
1: Exactly. Come on. Why didn't they all right? have knives?
0: Exactly. And so and it's just a plot device to make the son have to cut his father yeah. so that he can have a problem later in the movie. Problem with his sister, problem with his self. Yeah. Problem he must overcome. But it's stupid. And it, there's an easy fix. Father has a knife. He says, I'm going to cut myself. Both kids are like, don't do that yet. Then the guys struggling on the ropes, shake it in a way where he just drops the knife. Yeah. Now you have to do it, son. Yeah. Easy fix. No problem. But the worst crime of all is that he does cut his father loose while the sister is protesting. There's really good acting going on there. Like, she's great in that moment. But I don't like the way it's directed. The director's not doing them any favors. And then you have this extreme (laughs) close-up.
1: That's what Ethan and I laughed at.
0: Oh man! Why does he look at the camera?
1: You're almost never supposed to do that.
0: Certainly not in a scene where your dad's—you have to cut your dad loose and have him die.
1: Why? But you know,
0: the camera zooms in right on his face. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say I was—you got more out of that opening scene than I did because I was so distracted by the fact (laughs) that the sound, like, who's doing the audio engineering on that movie? You could hear that they were in a studio and not outside. Yeah, I was so bothered by it. The sound was just weird. It was, you could just hear it in their voice that they were inside and not out, which if you're rock climbing, even if you're just a few feet off the ground, can you just make me believe that you're outside rock climbing and not in a goddamn studio? I was just And that's the other
0: thing. It. There's there's lots of shots in this movie. There are good shots too, yeah. but there's lots of shots of hanging over a cliff where you clearly look like you're inside a studio that's been made to look like rock and then you have a green screen behind them.
2: Yeah.
0: That's massive drop clip, you know, right. massive drop on the side of a cliff kind of a deal. But yeah. Anyway, so you have this extreme yeah. close up and then which is, it only comes across as comical. I, I, there's nothing to do but laugh when we zoom in on Chris O'Donnell's face. <laughs> and then the next shot they decide to show us is a close-up of the ground getting hit by a CGI man.
1: I definitely laughed at that point.
0: And I laughed <laughs> the fuck out loud right there. I mean, this is supposed to be the worst thing that could probably possibly happen... To a person having to kill your own father to save yourself. And it just comes across as comical. Yeah.
1: Why did they have to shoot the body hitting the ground at that angle? Why didn't you go for the the angle from up above? You can just watch him. Splat. Right.
0: I was totally thinking of why don't you give me a Hans Gruber diehard yeah. falling from the building shot. Right. Let's watch the father fall away from the son.
1: That would have been good.
0: That's affecting. Yeah. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Pisses me off. All right. You know what? I came up with an idea, by the way, Chu. We're already kind of, we're we're talking about the beginning of this movie. Let's time. I want you to sum up the plot of this movie, and I'm going to time you. Okay. And then I'll do the same, and we'll see who can give more information in a shorter amount of time. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Give it some thought.
1: Okay. It's been a couple days. I'm not gonna spring it. It. All right. Yeah.
0: You tell me when you're ready.
1: Yeah, I feel good about it.
0: All right. On your marks. Get (laughs) set. Okay. Go. Okay.
1: Uh, Family. uh, Two siblings. uh, Son and daughter. And they go uh, rock climbing with their dad. Dad falls because you know. That's the way it is. And uh, then a couple years later, the siblings end up in, well, near Everest, near K2. Not together, but they end up finding each other, and she's going to climb the mountain with uh, mega douchebag Bill Paxton. Bless you. Did not anticipate him being a douchebag in this movie. Uh, they get caught up there because Bill Paxton wants to get this. <laughs> he wants to get up to the mountain because he owns an airline, and he wants to wave To his his airplane on its maiden voyage at the top of the world. Fantastic. Hated every second of it, but fantastic. Uh, They get in trouble. Storm's coming. No, the storm's going to be fine. No, it's not. They fall into a crevice. (laughs) (laughs) Brother has to go get a team together, and nobody wants to go. So then they start auctioning off money. Hey, who wants to go? You want to go? You want to go? I'll give you half a million dollars. Okay, great. I'm going. They get a team up there. (laughs) They split up. Not a good idea. It's never a good idea. Don't split up. You know this. Movie 101, don't split up. Um, three out of the six people die um, before they even get to the party. They rescue them. Bill Paxton is trying to kill off one guy. He's trying to kill off Robin Tooney. And, oh, and then the bag of blood. Well, they're lost. It's snow. They can't see them because they're in the ground. So we're like, hey, how do, we get, uh, <laughs> how do we get some people? How do we get somebody to see us? Just drain that guy's blood. We're going to put it in a bag and we're going to shove it up and blow it up. So they know where we're at. Fantastic. Um, and then uh, Bill Paxton's uh, arch nemesis, Scott Glenn. Yeah. Love him. Um, they get into it. They die. Can I say that? All the, all the plot? Yeah, we're going to talk about it anyway.
2: Well, I, and,
1: uh, wanna... and then. I'm going to stop
0: you. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I, I think, because you went a good two and a half minutes.
1: <laughs> People are going to be like, can we fast forward? Uh, I just started I, remembering I, all the things I loved and hated, and I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, this is good. That
0: was great. <laughs> I was looking for, tell me what the plot is. You gave me a bullet point, <laughs> plot by plot point, through the whole thing. Ugh. That was strong. All right, really quickly, I'm just going to say my bit. This is what the plot of the movie is. But set by tragedy, a brother and a sister find each other on K2. She gets lost, not lost, but she gets in trouble, buried by an avalanche in a snow cave with an asshole. <laughs> and her brother has to go find her and save her. Done. 30 seconds.
1: I really enjoyed mine. <laughs> <laughs> No, mine was way wrong, but I was so excited about it. I started remembering
0: <laughs> All right. Oh, well,
1: good, good stuff. All right, let's talk about it.
0: We're going to talk about it right after this, Chew. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll reveal more about the magical vertical limit right after this. Look, people, we're living in strange times. We know that, don't we? Of course we do. People don't even know what to do with themselves. We're getting stir-crazy. Well, get outside and get yourself some great food, I say. You need to go to Slater's 50-50 in Point Loma's Liberty Station. It's time to treat yourself to booze, to beer, to burgers, and more. They have their full menu, people. Their full menu, I say. How many restaurants do you know that are doing that? Most places are doing a quarter of their menu, probably. Some might be doing a half. Maybe a few have got three quarters of a menu. But Slater's 50-50 has their full menu including their signature 50-50 patty. It's half-ground beef. It's half-ground bacon. It's 100% delicious. What more could you possibly ask? Worried about social distancing? Well, it is in place, people. Tables are separated, and the staff will always be seen wearing masks. You're out of excuses. Get off your keister and come on down to Liberty Station's own Slater's 50-50. Indoor dining available, outdoor dining available. Bring the family, bring your dog, come enjoy the normal again. Good day to you. I said good day. And we're back. We're here talking about Vertical Limit, the 2000 film directed by Martin Campbell. We just had a magical retelling of the plot. (laughs) by my friend Lady Chu and myself I I think yours was much more delightful (laughs) alright we've got the plot we've got people stuck on the mountain we're on K2 brother has to save sister we're gonna have of course a band of misfits that go and get them let me ask you this Don't you? So the one thing I find really hilarious about this movie is this group of hikers that are trying to get to the top of K2. Again, it's this idea of they do something stupid, but didn't have to do something stupid because when a professional mountain climber says bad weather's coming, we have to go down the mountain, nobody says no even an asshole like bill paxton yeah sorry you're not in charge you're overruled so i don't question the choice of bill paxton trying to convince the guy to keep going
1: yeah but he shouldn't have but been convinced he, he everyone just Exactly. Should
0: have gone down. Exactly right. He should have said no go fuck yourself we're going back down and if you want to go up fine but you're going by yourself. Yeah. So even the manner in which this group gets stuck in the snow cave is dumb. Also, that storm lasts for like five minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was it. How? And then
0: the next the next crew has no problems with weather. They don't even have to wait out that storm. In fact the only reason they're waiting is because it's nighttime now. Yeah. So it's like again, simple fixes. Instead of saying this storm that I th- is coming right towards us I believe, is going to turn to the east. That's how they try to cover it. Yeah. They say that the storm will probably move to the east. Yeah, but right now it's heading straight towards you. You don't fuck with that. <laughs> so instead, say, right now the storm is moving to the east of us. But it could move towards us. Now that's a real predicament. That's an actual predicament. Then a real mountain climber might might risk it. Might keep going, don't you think?
1: It was lazy writing. Yeah, it's just stupid, offensive. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) not the most offensive I've seen, but it's so,
0: so it's a grievance.
1: Oh, a one hundred percent. It's a
0: for sure grievance.
1: Shame on you, is what I would say. Shame.
0: Right. How dare you?
1: Look at that. You know I can't make that sound.
0: I know. Give it a try.
1: <laughs> I can't do it when I'm laughing. Okay, okay, serious face. I mean, That's
0: probably the best you've ever done.
1: Wow. We should have tried to record it years ago.
0: <laughs> I am not from Minnesota, and I am not a Minnesota Vikings fan, ladies and gentlemen, but I do find that the Viking horn works in a number of situations. Yes. You see some beautiful women chew?
1: Or even during sex. Just throw it out there.
0: During climax. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh my God, I would die. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to the movie. Yikes. Let me ask you this Did you question, like I did? Why? Because I looked this up on Google because I was so curious. As to why the base camp of K two includes artillery.
1: Oh well, yeah, that that also. Um, I was wondering, is base camp always that busy? What's going on? How are there so many people just hanging out at the base of the mountain?
0: I think they were just there for Bill Pack. Elliot Bond is his character. I think they were just there for the barbecue.
1: That's an expensive potluck. Yeah.
0: I brought the beans. (laughs) (laughs) I would have liked that line. I I found myself, by the way, wanting to insert my own dialogue in this movie constantly. Like when he shows up at K2 to see his sister. By the way, very strange that it feels like they haven't seen each other in some time. Yeah. And he cannot help himself but to constantly bring up dad.
1: Yeah. Like, he needs to be forgiven and because he can't forgive himself. But it was just weird. Like, their whole... I wasn't impressed by their chemistry. Sorry, Robin and uh, Chris. I just wasn't impressed by it. I felt like there was this weird sexual tension going on, which I didn't like (laughs) because I knew that they were brother and sister. And the only time that's okay is in Game of Thrones. So, I didn't like it.
0: Yeah. I, I, di- I did not get that vibe, but...
1: There was a lack of chemistry.
0: But there definitely is a lack of chemistry. They don't feel like brother and sister. I did want... The line I wanted to insert was when he showed up, I really wanted her to say, oh, the dad killer.
1: <laughs> that would have made the movie so good. Just that one line.
0: <laughs> oh... Well, and then of course, while we're at base camp, we meet the clubbed foot.
2: <laughs> hey, of
0: Scott don't Glenn. talk about
1: Scott Glenn like that.
0: Montgomery Wick. <laughs> He's pretty impressive in this movie.
1: I love him. He's
0: great. I really love Scott Glenn as an actor. Yeah. this is right on the edge of when Hollywood made the mistake of starting to say no to Scott Glenn where we stop seeing him as much, you know? He was all, he's all up in your face in the 90s and in just the best way possible. I mean, Hunt for Red October and Silence of the Lambs, Backdraft, which I will bring up later, by the way. But this magical moment when he says, what about the weather? And then you have like (laughs) mystical Native American kind of chime music. Oh.
1: It was a little too much.
0: I mean, it's it's hitting you over the head. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> Ugh. I didn't enjoy it. Not not the intro I was hoping for for Scott Glenn.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of stupid. Yeah. Again, like, there's just so much stupid shit in this movie.
1: Oh, like, um, the entire time when they're at base camp, when they're on the mountain, when it's a storm... When it's daylight, when it's dark, when they're in the cave, there's no sign of breath. Are you telling me it's snowing, but it's not cold? Because that sounds right. like bullshit. There's no breath. Why wouldn't anybody have thought that?
0: But here's the other thing, because I've seen the opposite, where they put in CGI breath, and that bothers me even more.
1: Oh, yeah. That's not good.
0: So at least they didn't do that.
1: I would have needed something. Just a little bit. Well, it's
0: and it's strange too because they're supposed to be on K two, which is, you know, Pakistan
1: yeah.
0: China border, but they filmed in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And apparently like the actors did a lot of their own stunts. So I mean, they're up hot they are on mountains, but
1: I made I made a good note, an honorable mention, about the stunts I thought were decent. I, yeah. I wasn't up I, I thought they were good.
0: So here's the thing. Take the Chris O'Donnell run across the rocks, fly from one mountain to the other with your, you know, ice pick and stick to the rock. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: So half of that scene looks amazing. You're like, oh, my God, he's putting on that fucking helmet and he's running, bro.
1: The bike. This is (laughs) yeah.
0: This is a total bro movie. Like I just imagine anybody that starts a sentence with bro, really liked this movie, right? Oh yeah. So that scene though, him running across the mountain, he's got his ice picks. It's, it's, it's this the the thing about this movie is that looked great, and was fun. It's ridiculous that his ice picks just both stick into the rock. And also, he sticks to that rock without, like, hitting his face or anything. It's just, you know, it's like a fly on a windshield, it, yeah. but with no damage.
1: It was, like, all upper body. To, yeah. Yeah. Come on.
0: And then the other thing is, the doctor, the woman, is behind him on the other cliff. It looked like they spent some time showing him tying ropes but i don't know if he jumped with a rope behind him
1: i would hope so otherwise what was the point of jumping
0: right but so, and but my point is that you never see him all you see is run 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 yeah. fly through the air which looks great then stick to the rock looks kind of dumb and then it cuts and we go back to ice cave and you never see how he gets up that mountain you never see how she gets over <laughs> yeah. They're just across and over and on another ice plateau after that. Yeah. They're like at the place.
1: Like it's it's obviously implied. I know I know what they're trying to do. But I would have liked to have seen it. Like I need right. to know. Something. I need to know that you finished your task.
0: How about, at, you know, we jumped a little ahead with that. But you reminded me of of, of the stunts. There's this moment at base camp when they realize everybody's, you know, the, st- the five minute storm yeah. is they think everybody's dead and they don't know yet that three people are alive. And there's this random woman crying. And then the long haired guy who seems like the smartest kind of good, you know, yeah. guy in, in the in the bunch just looks at her and says, if you're going to do that, do it outside.
2: <laughs>
0: I was like, fuck, man. Let her have a moment.
1: Uncalled for.
0: Not cool, bro.
1: <laughs> like, did he say that because she was a woman or?
0: It felt like that. Yes. Like, it just felt so terribly sexist. Like, yeah. get out of here, you stupid crying woman.
1: <laughs> so they died. Big deal. Like, fuck. They died, though.
0: Can I take a moment? Yeah. Can I take a fucking moment?
1: <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy.
0: Yeah. I didn't like that. But then, okay. so let's talk about this right before before we get to our hero group trying to get up the mountain. We have to because this movie is this movie. We have to have nitroglycerin.
1: That was a big jump. That is a jump.
0: (laughs) More than just a little jump. I mean, it's certainly longer than the the vastness that Chris O'Donnell goes over. (laughs) To get from one mountain to the other. <laughs> I just. <laughs> but.
1: That happened. And then I thought for a second. How did we get here? How did we. Right. Get to explosive liquid? Like. And why did they have it? And it's not regulated. They just go in. You know. And they. They. They go to the military. And they're like. Hey. We got this. Uh, this liquid stuff. It's going to blow everything up. You want some? Yeah. Sure. We'll take some. But it's so dangerous. Nobody walks in with hazmat suits. Well, and then exactly his shoe right. starts to melt or whatever. I'm like,
0: what the it's fuck? not even melting. It's like he's just stepped in it, so now his shoe is a bomb. <laughs> yeah. They gently untie the laces. He comes out with the boot in hand, throws the boot, the boot explodes. Boot bomb.
1: <laughs> that whole premise, it was like uh it was like listening to an 8-year-old boy Tell a story or like tell like explain why something was gonna happen like explosive or whatever and then his shoe is gonna turn into a bomb. What are you talking about?
0: Exactly right. my well, you went younger. I have a friend who who calls like if I'm with a couple of buddies and we start riffing on movies and you know making up our own lines and blah 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 yep. and going back and forth, she calls it our 12 year old boy mode.
1: <laughs> it's accurate.
0: And it's completely accurate to this movie. This movie is total 12-year-old boy movie. Yeah. Because this idea of having... First of all, that they have nitroglycerin. And then it's always leaking. So they find it. They find it leaking, but decide to take it anyway. Everything that could go wrong with the nitroglycerin... Went wrong. A, went wrong, and also they only found out about it in this 24-hour period because it's it presumably it's been sitting in that shack for years yeah. the sun's been hitting it every day but this day the sun hits it and makes it explode what the fuck
1: so unfortunate <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so unfortunate
1: and oh my why, god why i just don't understand yeah like you said like why did nobody know that the sun would make it react that way Right. You guys found this out just now. Why is nobody regulating it and there's no hazmat suits on K2?
0: The only way you found out is by having it explode. You get the. I just can't. uh, Man. It's painful. It's a lot. So you get a Pakistani general. (laughs) Who seems like a good guy. And he's just trying to sip his morning coffee.
1: No, it's Indian tea because even though they're at war. Oh, that's right. He still was like, they got good fucking tea.
0: But they got got good tea. (laughs) That's right. So he's just trying to sip his tea. And then his entire, he gets blown through his own shack because the other shack exploded. And then they have to warn our heroes who are trying to be as careful as possible with the nitroglycerin. But immediately start taking it off, throwing it into shade, and slamming with their own fists. Why are we throwing snow it? on are top of it? Why are we treating
1: it? it so haphazardly? Come on,
0: not smart. No. What did you think of our ragtag group of heroes?
1: I think it was a typical group that this type of movie would have written. Yeah. Yeah. You have the brothers. You have the one woman. And she's white, so obviously she was gonna go. Uh, you got the hero Chris, and then you got she lives. She, yeah, they both live, and then you have got oh you a can go on the trip? Mysterious guy played by Scott Glenn. Um, I think right. it was I think it was fitting. Are we forgetting one more person? Oh, um, the guy from Game the, of Thrones. Actually, speaking of
0: yeah, like the husband or boyfriend yeah. of a woman that was going up yeah. there.
1: Um, I th- I thought it was but a typical to your group. point.
0: But to your point in your marvelous plot s- summary, <laughs> you said that they t- decide to take three routes. Yeah. And split up. Stupid. Unwise.
1: That is, like I said, movie 101. You don't split up. There's always one jackass who's like, we should split up, cover more ground. Shut the fuck up. If you've watched a movie ever <laughs> in your life, that's not, as never a good idea. Somebody's going to die. Get blown up. Lots of people got blown up.
0: Lots of people blew up in this movie. But how about, okay, so we have our group and they have to, you know, save the other group, but they do that by getting off this chopper at high altitude. What'd you think of that scene?
1: I wrote, helicopter scene was way too long. Kill me. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't, it was like holding in a sneeze. I I wrote
0: down, off the chopper is so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And then as an added note, my least favorite part was a chopper blade that only destroys her jacket, but doesn't take off her arm or hurt her in any other way.
1: (laughs) And, you know, I don't want to nip. I say I don't want to nitpick, but I'm going to nitpick.
0: You do want to, and I want you to.
1: (laughs) Her screaming was not her strong suit. I liked her. I liked the character. Oh, I understood I was okay with her reasoning for taking the money and wanting to leave. Um, she was not a good screamer.
0: I didn't notice. But I did I notice it. that clearly Martin Campbell, the director, had no idea about spatial awareness <laughs> because the chopper blades are going places that they can't go. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: based on where the chopper actually is so that was dumb
1: yeah it was like when you were looking when the camera was facing her and she was getting cut it was like the helicopter was turned over
0: and then when you looked
1: back it was just regular it
0: was just yeah it was just completely parallel and away from the cliff (laughs) and i thought well what the fuck (laughs) like give me just one small break. Give me one establishing shot. He's so dumb that makes any fucking sense to justify what you're saying is happening.
1: <laughs> Just jump off the helicopter. Why are we holding on? Chris Holt held on for way too long. At some point I was like, okay, he's gotta go. Like Yeah. He, I I, I had a
0: conscious thought of Scott Glenn, drop him. Yeah. Cause that would have been an amazing choice for this movie. Let's drop our hero right now and kill him.
1: I'm all for that. Like surprising the audience and be like, you know what? We're going to do a little sneak attack and we're going to kill off the main character. Fuck. Yeah, let's do it. But that didn't happen.
0: All right. We're going to take another break, Chew, and then we're going to come back and we're going to finish up our little chat about vertical limit. Sound good?
1: Fantastic.
2: All right. Stay tuned, everybody. If you're anything like me, you spend the majority of the day wondering whether you want coffee, beer, or wine, whichever way you fall. Brew Bar has you covered. Located in the heart of Third Avenue Village in glorious downtown Chula Vista, California, which is also my neck of the woods, Brew Bar is a coffee shop, bar and eatery rolled into one delightful package. Tim and Alex run the place and let me tell you listeners, these guys know their coffee. And after you've been in their company, so will you. They turn me on to pour over and it's literally all I drink now. If for some crazy reason you don't want to try the best coffee in the world, they've got espresso drinks, all kinds of teas, and even coffee cocktails. You heard me. Coffee tails. And we're just getting started. Bottle service on craft beer and wine, alcoholic and caffeinated potions, an all-day food menu with plenty of vegan options. All served up in an atmosphere hip enough to know you're getting the best quality, but not too hip that you feel the need to drive to 7-Eleven and get a bucket of brown swill. Brew bar. It's the best place to be for beer, wine, coffee, and tea. And if you go, you might even see me.
0: Strap on the nitro chew. We're still talking about vertical limit. (laughs) We forgot to talk about that line, by the way. You have... What are supposed to be the two smart guys, Chris O'Donnell and long-haired dude, who are supposed to be the reasonable guys. And one of them says, let's strap on the nitro.
1: (laughs) I didn't hate the line. No, I loved
0: it. I think it should be a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Like just a, you know, like one of those canisters of nitro leaking the green fluid. And just put underneath it strap on the nitro.
1: You know, we already have ideas for a t-shirt line going, so we can just add that to it.
0: Done. So far we have a uh, second t-shirt idea and only one grievance so far against you today.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> the day's still young, chance. I got a few backed up for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Our heroes are on the mountain. The nitroglycerin is going to explode only, of course, when the plot needs it to. (laughs) So it's going to wreak some havoc. Yeah. But on top of this, you have what I can only describe as kind of a Scooby-Doo mystery added to this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Does that sound accurate?
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. And you know what? You completely forget about about it until it happens. And you're like, oh shit, that's right.
0: <laughs> exactly, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I love that this guy's been searching for his wife for four years. And it's not even like she's buried in snow. She's just there.
1: Yeah. And they she look just, up. They just happen to yeah. come across that point. <laughs> okay, come on.
0: Well, and it wasn't clear to me. It was not clear at all. It felt like They just found her. Right. It didn't feel to me like this is the spot Scott Glenn just keeps coming back to because that's where she is. It felt like he was seeing her for the first time. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Which is weird because, I mean, how he's been up on that mountain supposedly so many times and you've already been on that route. So why wouldn't you have gone there again? Or why didn't you ask Bill? Where were you guys? I don't understand.
0: I guess because he was plotting his murder.
1: Yeah, probably. Which is
0: the Scooby-Doo part of this movie. Scott Glenn is hell-bent on finding Bill Paxton so he can murder him. Yep. And then you have these great moments of Chris O'Donnell, like he's a cop, saying, I'm not going to allow it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, who are you to say, Chris? It's, first of all, none of your business. And (laughs) it shouldn't affect you getting on and off the mountain. So just let him. Let him kill Bill.
0: There you have it, people. Lady him. Chu. She is in support of murder.
1: <laughs> Movie murder. <laughs> God just to by that shit.
0: But what I like is in the moment, Scott Glenn says, yeah, I'm going to murder him.
1: <laughs> and and I
0: want to, what are you going to do to stop me? And then that moment is followed by him sitting in prayer. Like he's a shaman again. Yeah. Also, he kisses his frozen corpse of a
1: wife. That's gonna be a no for me. Like I love Ethan, obviously, <laughs> but I'm probably not gonna kiss his four year frozen dead body. Yeah. No. Maybe a little pat or a wave. Yeah, I give. I do. just salute. Yeah.
0: I I would give little Chew a little salute. <laughs> like, <laughs> Chew, you're a good man, and I love you. I salute you. I'm gonna go down the mountain now. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna leave your. I'm gonna leave you here. Cause...
0: speaking of murder, by the way, can we talk just for a moment about the glorious, murderous stare from Bill Paxton in the snow cave?
1: I don't know if it was so bad or so good.
0: Oh, so good.
1: I really liked it.
0: It's so good. Bill Paxton is the only person in this movie that knows exactly what movie he's in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I... he knows
0: he he knows he's doing a little piece of delicious garbage.
1: Oh yeah. I would like to think he had fun on this film. Knowing what Yeah, it I was. think so.
0: Yeah. But his character dumb as fuck cuz he murders he, he he gives the murder stare and then he fills up that syringe with air to kill Yeah. The man he forced to keep going, so that he can have whatever that what is that, is that very clear? What's that little um, amber liquid?
1: It started with a D. or... I don't know.
0: Dastardly juice.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. But but good dastardly. I guess it's not dastardly. <laughs> yeah. Delightful juice. <laughs> yeah. This this delightful juice will make sure that I don't suffer from anemia or
1: uh, what is it? Edema pulmonary edema. edema
0: pulmonary edema we're if not doctors
1: <laughs> i don't know um not at all I, yeah that was rude you know what bill paxton as much as i loved him he was just a real glorious garbage monster in this movie
0: so yeah i mean even just the I, the premise of this movie is that this rich mogul of a man tried to summit k2 four years ago mm-hmm. Did not get there, murdered people in the process, <laughs> yeah. got off the mountain, comes back to the site of where he murdered people, and murders again. <laughs> That's,
1: That's pretty ballsy.
0: You know, he clearly at least does not have a conscience because he's he's coming back to the site of where he murdered people.
1: Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Lo- loved his character. I was definitely rooting for him to die because obviously he's the bad guy. But um, well, and that's the great. one
0: thing that really doesn't ring true in this movie was so they finally get there like you summarized beautifully. <laughs> they they have the bag of blood
2: Yeah.
0: to and that's the thing that like bothered me like this. You know, if we go back to base camp and they're sitting there. They're, they keep telling Chris O'Donnell it's a suicide mission, you can't go. And they keep bringing up how are you going to find them? They're in a cave. They're buried. What I like is just this idea of my sister will find a way to tell us where she is. And then it kind of harkens back to that beginning scene of finding a way, being prepared, being great at what you do. So... If he, in his gut, we're talking George W. Bush style gut, (laughs)
2: because
0: I'm the decider, he knows that she's going to find a way to show them where they are. That's more interesting, him taking that risk than the nitroglycerin. All the nitroglycerin could have left this movie. And you could have had actual real drama instead of what we got.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I really liked that idea of him just trusting how innovative and smart she was. And right. Like, well, well, we're going to figure it out. Like, there'll be a sign. There'll be something that we know where she's at. And then they come up with that idea. First of all, can that guy, the guy who died, the, you know, the, prof- the mountain climber, yeah, the, the mountain professional. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he
0: I don't I don't remember. His, his name.
1: last days were really just Rough. Rough. And then when yeah. he dies, <laughs> they just like shit all over his body and be like, hey, we're gonna bleed you out.
0: Yeah. We need to yeah. make a
1: sign. <laughs> like, I gotta make a road shit.
0: sign, my friend. Plus, what I do like in that murder scene is he says, right before Bill Paxton murders him, he says, Are you gonna kill me now? <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) And then, seemingly with no concern for whether or not this is going to be problematic, they just drop nitroglycerin in the snow, put a small bomb next to it, and explode another huge hole. You know, they show Snow dropping down and hitting his sister and Bill Paxton, but... Not without problem. And then Scott Glenn goes down. You have another. You you have a another moment where things are going wrong. Oh gosh, Chris O'Donnell's going to drop him. Then he's going to fall in. Then the the nice doctor lady's going to fall in. Oops. Now never mind. Scott Glenn's got his boot on the on, on the ice pick. We're good. Good. Then you. he lowers himself. Okay. Yeah. Then he lowers himself down, and I'm forced to believe. He's not going to kill Bill Paxton? He decides in that moment not to? Meh. Chew, the only reason he decides not to is so that he can cut the rope. Because, of course, things go wrong again. <laughs> they can't just get them up. Now everybody's hanging over the side of the cliff, exactly like the beginning of the movie, except Dad now has a knife. Yeah. The surrogate Dad is able to cut himself... And I must, I thought in that moment, I thought Scott Glenn must have been having deja vu because this is completely straight out of backdraft.
1: Right? I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was good.
0: Uh, I just kept thinking that he's hanging from ropes and during filming, he's like, this is fucking familiar.
1: <laughs> he probably didn't even need to be direct. He's like, I, I got it. That yeah.
0: Well, and then the, the funniest part to me is, so we're at the end of the movie, he cuts the rope so that they can save themselves, but they don't show that. They don't show how they get his sister back down to base camp.
1: So you're telling me from the point of the movie to about um, five minutes before it ends, everything that could go wrong has go wrong, except for the, the part where they just go down the mountain. All of that is fine?
0: All of that was without incident. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And she's suffering from pulmonary edema. But it's not a problem. She can barely move, but they get her down.
1: Yeah, two people got somebody down who can't even walk. And
0: then <sighs> right. And then this is the moment where they decide to bring back the song game.
1: Oh god, kill me.
0: And decide to add romance for Chris O'Donnell. They Now he's going to kiss the doctor lady.
1: I felt like they had gotten to the point of the movie and they were like towards the end and they're like, oh shit, we didn't add in a love interest for Chris. We'll just throw it in at the end. It's fine.
0: Yeah. They hint at it early. Then then it never, you know, nothing happens. And now they're going to fall in love. Hated it. Dumb.
1: So dumb. The singing. Again, like, why are they talking so close? And she probably hasn't brushed (laughs) her teeth in days because... She was dying in a crevice in the mountain, and they're talking so damn close. (laughs) I
0: I love that. That's where your mind goes. I think about (laughs) that. She has not brushed her teeth in days. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. That's why you're here, Chew. Okay, let's just let's bottom line it. Uh, Would you recommend this movie? Would Would you watch this movie again?
1: Uh. If it was on and passing, and there was literally nothing on, I'd be like, "Ah, eh, all right, I'll leave. I'll leave vertical limit on. No, I'll I'll leave that on." But I'm not gonna go searching for it. I definitely was not as offended with this movie as much as Armageddon. We all know how much uh-huh. I disprove of that movie. Um, there were some. There were some like laugh out loud great moments that probably weren't supposed to be laugh out loud, but...
0: Right, they're sadly in moments where they're trying to be serious, yeah. but the movie's fun to watch. It
1: wasn't not entertaining.
0: It's a fun piece yeah. of shit. So...
1: <laughs> yes! I love that.
0: <laughs> so, you know, if if, <laughs> if you're agreeable to a fun piece of shit, I can recommend this movie. Yeah. But you can't take it seriously.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Because it certainly doesn't take itself seriously, actually, but it does. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Anyway,
1: it does, and you it can. It takes see itself that in a little too seriously. Alone, right? I would like to say, although I I wasn't crazy about Robin Tooney in this movie. Sorry, Robin has nothing against you. I just you've done better. I think you can do better. She's a good this actor. Was not my favorite. That being said, I don't like me personally, people who constantly cough. I hate it. It's like a tick. I can't stand it. <laughs> Do you need a lozenge? Because you got to stop coughing right this goddamn second. And the whole, Even if they
0: have pulmonary edema?
1: Especially if they have pulmonary edema. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's stop. the first problem with pulmonary edema, too Stop Chew.
1: coughing. That was a rough scene for me to watch the whole time she's in the cave, and she's just like, she can't help it. You know, I, I get it. She can't help it. Exactly my point,
0: Chu. She can't help it.
1: <laughs> but I just hated it. And as an actor, that's got to be tough because the director's like, okay, you're going to cough for like 12 hours today. You think you can do that? And she's probably like, fuck me. Like, that's got to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> like, surprisingly, like, shit, I don't want to have to cough for 12 hours straight.
0: That's fantastic. So kudos to her All for right. sticking through it. Well, I think we've wrung this towel as much as we possibly can, Chew. I don't have anything else to say about this movie. I uh, recommend it as a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> I I think that's that's a good place to stop. I would. All thought.
0: right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to let us know what you think about Vertical Limit, if there's anything we missed, we got the shoe bomb in there. I don't. I think we <laughs> I think we did our best. <laughs> but you can find us at uh, How Dare You. Um, you know, find us on Facebook. Find us, find us on uh, Instagram. Find us on Twitter. Let us know what you think, and you might find your grievances listed on air. <laughs> Say bye, Chu.
1: Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.
0: All right, we'll see you next time.